This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Andres and Nancy. And of course, this week, we've got a special guest. And that special guest is someone who's been on the show before, a big, awesome, sweet guest. And that is Craig Gagnier. Yeah, that's right. I'm pronouncing it right this time, he, I think. He is, I think. I think. I also think he's pronouncing it right. Thank you. Thank you. Really Craig doesn't even know. He doesn't even know how to pronounce his own last name, so I feel like I won. <laughs> I feel like you we're, we're on the right path. You pronounce it however you would like now. Yeah, okay. It, it's a uh, multiple know, Tommy, choice. It, it kind of <laughs> sounds very familiar. I don't know, but it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, look, we've, we've been down this road before. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we've got a fun show today. So we've got some trailers to talk about. We're going to be talking Oscars. Uh, we're not going to be doing the boring who we think is going to be nominated. We're going to be doing who we want to get nominated in a lot of those big categories. But before we get to the Oscars, we're going to be talking about some trailers. And the first trailer we're going to be talking about is the trailer for a very highly anticipated horror film that is going to be hitting theaters in March. We're talking about Scream 6, people. We finally got our big full trailer for the movie we got our first big peek at what the sequel has in store let's talk about it craig let's start with you what did you think of this new trailer for scream six um you know i i'm i'm gonna see it i'm a little i'm a little iffy on the trailer the uh so first off i even had to check after the uh watching the trailer to see if it was the same directors because i feel like Tonally, there's a much different shift. The last Scream carried a lot of the the horror comedy elements that these uh, directors uh, did very well in Ready or Not, and this one didn't seem to to have that. It seemed to be more, um, you know, it it it, it seemed it, it seemed to be more very deep into the thriller horror stuff, and it was, um, yeah, it, 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 we we got <clears throat> excuse me, and we're expanding the world outside of Woodboro. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure it's going to be, you know, in my, in a, in my plus, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to give it a whirl. Okay. All right. All right. Cautiously, cautiously optimistic. It seems like, all right, Nancy, how about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to like this one. Uh, I do love that they're taking it outside of Woodsboro and going into New York. Um, I'm going to say the thing I know everyone has been saying online and it's been kind of the the thing everyone's fighting about over now is the whole shotgun thing. I think for me, just because I, you know, I really do love the originals. It is hard for me to move on to like, okay, this is a character now that can use guns and can go outside of just the pure slasher uh, villain in these movies. Because it just did feel off when he grabs the shotgun in the trailer and then ends up shooting the guy. As cool as it was, it was very badass and like, oh shit, like we're going into a whole different level with this character. But it did just feel a little bit off. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. And yes, I know, I've seen all the tweets. I know that they use a gun in the first movie and that there's guns involved. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like that was his main weapon of choice or like... He grabbed a gun from someone and was like shooting people. So, yeah, I'm curious how they're gonna evolve this character in terms of that stuff. Um, yeah. And we're getting um, <coughs> I can't remember her name, but um, they're the twin, the girl. She's also in Yellow Jackets, and I love her in that show. Oh. I loved her in the last Scream movie too. So now that I've seen her acting a little bit more, I'm excited to see her uh, in the movie. So, so yeah. Mm. 
All right, so she's a little bit more excited. I think we're going on a crescendo here, yeah, hopefully. I, was, <laughs> I think I think we're going up. Andres, how about you? You're the huge Scream fan out of all of us. I think probably the biggest Scream fan out of all of us. Oh, yeah, I love Scream. I love the franchise as a whole. I mean, arguably, you could say that this is probably the one franchise that has arguably not had one bad installment out of the entire bunch. But I will say this trailer, uh, Craig, as as you're saying it as well, this trailer does seem to be very serious. It does seem to sort of go into the more thriller aspects. But then I started to remember um, that's exactly what they did with the trailers for the last film. Because I remember that was a concern amongst all the Scream fans. Is this movie not going to have the humor? Because that first and second trailer are about as pretty much like there's no sense of humor in those trailers whatsoever. So I kind of feel that that's the media department kind of kind of working their magic in on this. And I'm pretty sure that as soon as we get to see this movie, it'll still have all the trademarks of the original and, and even the humor. I mean, Craig, I mean, Kevin Williamson is still uh, executive producing and um, has a hand in on the story as well. So, I mean, he recently said he was really happy with the movie. So, yeah. But as far as the trailer goes, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty down to see this. Um, I will say one thing um, for all the people that love to rewatch the trailers over and over again and try to peek in and try to like you know piece together everything. Apparently, I've been told from somebody that if you look too hard, you actually can guess who the actual killer will be. So, just as a warning for anybody, just don't watch that trailer too many times. Is all I'll say. But I'm actually really excited to see the movie though. Still. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm on board with you guys. I mean, I'm a huge Scream fan myself. I love this franchise. I'm really excited for this movie. And yeah, the trailer is a little bit more serious than I would have thought. I didn't really have a problem with the shotgun thing because, like, you know, we've pointed out in the first movie, guns are used. And also, it kind of plays into the fact, you know, when he's on the phone with uh, Courtney Cox's character, he's like, you know, I'm different, you know? So I'm just like, okay, sure. All right, maybe you're yeah. not just a knife guy. Maybe you're a shotgun guy, too. Why put yourself in just one lane, you know? Um, but <laughs> I think the rest of the trailer is just super fun. It was great seeing a little glimpse of Samara Weaving, who, in my opinion, seems like it's going to be the opening kill. I just feel like that's what they're setting us up for. Um, I think it's great seeing her in the franchise. Great seeing Kirby back from Scream 4. Super excited about that. It was nice to see that confirmed. And just the whole shrine of... Uh, ghost face in like the middle of the trailer where you can see all easter eggs from previous movies articles of clothing items it was just like a little feast for scream fans i'm excited and i'm excited to see ghost face in new york city i think that's going to provide some really fun yeah. laughs and fun sequences like that sequence where they're on the ladder going from building to building i have a feeling that yeah. one's gonna be great and it's nice to see gail kind of uh taking more of a role here so i'm excited Oh yeah, and, and also even speaking about, and also even speaking about the fact that you know Ghostface chases them into a convenience store, full, yep. filled with people, and he does not yep. give two shits. Like, oh, yep. you know what? You're in my way, man. <laughs> like that. Mm -hmm. That to that to me is is a little more frightening than some of the other Ghostface that we've gotten in the past because you know whenever Sydney or anybody else runs into a populated area, oh, he just disappears and it's like, nope, this one's still gonna follow you wherever you are. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, no matter where you go, you're you're kind of screwed. So I, I liked that aspect of this going forward. Well, it's also uh, interesting I mean that the mask is not a new mask. Yeah, it's like weathered. Weathered. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. I mean. <laughs> I feel like that has to be something 
to do with like you know who the killer is but also i kind of forgot that we were gonna have what's her face as the lead character again and i forgot how much i prefer jenna ortega over her i so she started <laughs> talking yeah. about like oh my I just dark don't, i don't have that it. big of a problem with her <laughs> I just, she's I don't, just not, I'm not like she's not as know. good but she like who's the main character who's the, who's the lead for me melissa barrera from last uh, okay. from the last movie, I totally forgot the whole yeah. Billy thing of like her connected to him, and I completely mm-hmm. forgot about that. So when she started talking about like, oh, I have a dark past, or like it's connected, whatever, I was like, Ugh, okay. Yeah, I think I think everyone still is trying to ride that campaign of that stew is somehow back. Everyone just wants that to happen so bad, especially they, they, with this whole shrine aspect. They're really, yeah. really thinking that it's going to happen. Kevin Williamson's original draft of Scream Three actually was Stu as the killer. So, I can believe it. you know, I mean, again, they do say in Scream 3, uh, no matter what happens in the trilogy, the past will always come to bite you back. And that would have been a perfect way to kind of segue into it. Uh, God, I, I, I hate the reveal of Roman. But anyway, let's keep going forward. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you said there wasn't a bad Scream entry. I was like, did you watch Scream 3, Andres? Anyway. Yeah. I enjoyed Scream 3. But, 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 but there are... But, but, but there are a lot of people out there that are coming around to Scream 3. Personally, for me, Scream 3 was one that had a lot of great moments, but it didn't come together as a whole for me. Like, it had, like, like you know, the whole aspect of chasing people in the middle of the production of a stab movie. That's, I think that was a great idea. I hate the idea of, I mean, we talked about this on our Scream episode, but I hate the idea of freaking people stealing each other's voices. I thought that was the most stupidest thing. Leave it I to, leave it, it to the writer, of tra- leave it to the writer of Transformers to come up with that idea. So I still don't go. get it. You're so, like, I don't get why that's okay, but the first, I mean, we've gone over this already, but. Yeah, I'm, look, yeah. guys, it's, it's clear we've already treaded. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if they do this in this movie, I'm going, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> hey, it's 2023. Technology is caught up, you know? You never know. Yeah, I mean, look. Technology Ar- is evolving. Arguably, it's still not caught up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Scream yeah, 3 yeah. is the Jurassic Park 3 of Scream movies. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah, uh, but anyway, moving on to a, a little bit of a weirder trailer, which is putting it mildly. We got our first trailer for Bo is a... Okay, I'm sorry. Let me clear your throat. <laughs> yeah, I'm Christ. muting myself when I do it. <laughs> we were about to talk about the trailer for Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster film, the director of uh, Midsummer and Hereditary. This is a new movie with Joaquin Phoenix. It looks trippy. It looks wild. It looks audacious. It looks like an Ari Aster movie. What do we think of this first trailer? Let's start with Nancy. What do we think of this teaser trailer, I guess? Uh, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> it kind of had me on board at first. I, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe he has, like, agoraphobia. And, like, this is how the world seems to him. And then it took a weird turn where, like, he can't leave his hometown because now he's just, they're keeping him there. And then it went into, like, all the weird stuff where he's on, it looks like the yellow brick road. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... I, I've avoided Midsommar so far. It doesn't look like a movie that I like. It just seems overhyped. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'll watch uh, I'm it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll watch it maybe someday, but the fact that also it's three hours, like, ugh. But then I really, really loved Hereditary. And then this yeah, movie just trap. seems like... That's the trap. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe, you know, Hereditary was the second movie. Maybe we'll keep continuing in that realm of, you know, essence for the movie. 
Um, not so much with with this trailer. It just seems way too out there for me. I don't think I'm gonna enjoy it. But I do love seeing Joaquin Phoenix and the kid that play is playing the younger version of him. I was like, holy shit, that looks like Joaquin Phoenix. So good casting go. for that. I'm glad to see him back in movies, but yeah, I don't I don't think this will be one I'm gonna be rushing out to see. I'll I'll wait for when it goes to streaming or DVD. That's fine. All right. Okay. If All right. How about you, Andres? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh oh. I had discussion with a whole bunch of people over the weekend where. What the fuck is up with all these directors that are, oh, you know what? This is an idea that we're going to stretch out the three hours. Okay. I would have been on board with this movie had I not heard of the fact that Ari Aster shot this as originally a four-hour epic and he was forced to cut it down to a three-hour movie. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what what is up with all these directors that need the freaking four, three hours when there's really kind of nothing to be told right there. I mean, like, it's... Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm... I'm uh, Three hours. Three hours of that shit. I, I, I don't know if I can take it. Ari Aster... Uh, I don't know. You, you, you've had a couple of strikes with me so far. I'm really not into this. Every single... No. I cannot watch this trailer without going, I don't know if I can handle this for three hours. Yeah. There you go. That's it. I don't maybe know if I can handle be, this for three hours. Maybe he's going to be in a pattern of a, like, bad movie, good movie, bad movie. Maybe he's not. Just every other one will be good. Yeah. <laughs> every other one will be fine. Yeah, but we'll, but they'll all get longer and longer and longer progressively. Midsommar was two hours and 30. This is now up to three hours. Can we stop? A24, do yourselves a favor. Stop this. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's the other thing. A24 just has such... I feel like for me at least they have very hit or miss movies very and they miss, do yeah. tend to be very out there so when I saw it was 1824 I was like okay that kind of that seems on brand that tracks yeah yeah, so, yeah for every for every hereditary they have a midsummer and a whole bunch of slew of stuff but then for every single one of those we get in everything everywhere all at once every now and again but that I felt like the concept in itself deserved to be two hours and 30. Whereas with this, I'm like, Christ, I, I, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I can. I, I don't know if I'll be there. Like, honestly, if we decide to review it, I'll be like, all right, you guys can review it. I'm done. <laughs> now we will drag you down with the ship. <laughs> Listen, That's you guys made me watch Jackass. So if we're reviewing this. You're watching. How is it, that sir. punishment? <laughs> How is Jackass, that punishment? I Jackass was at like least it. an hour. Jackass was That's an fair. hour and twenty. <laughs> yeah, it's a That's good hour. That's all I'm saying. But I did have to watch this... balls. The guy get his balls crushed. So, you know, oh, kind of balances yeah, up. That's right. Okay. All right. I can't. You, I can't promise I won't bring a pillow. But there you go. There you go. I'm, How about I'm, you, Craig? What did you think I'm of this the, one? I'm the, I'm the exact opposite of Andres, actually. I, uh -oh. I, I, I didn't know it was three hours, but now that I hear it's three hours, I'm even more interested in it. Um, I don't really know a lot about what this movie <laughs> is, and I watched the trailer, and I still don't know a lot about what this movie is, other than I think that aside from, you know, much different than Hereditary and Midsommar, this looks like it's more of a dark comedy than, than his other films, which were just both, you know, very, I mean... Predatory was like a straight horror, and Midsommar was mostly horror. 
and this is seems mostly comedy. Um, but the uh, yeah, I just I just hope that we don't see another head get crushed in this. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's just it's frustrating because I loved Hereditary. And I was so excited for Midsummer, And then that movie I just despised. I just felt like it was the complete opposite of what I wanted from it. It was overly long, pretentious. It had its moments, sure, and it was a beautiful-looking movie, but I just it didn't land for me. So when watching this trailer, it looks interesting. That's, like, the best thing I can say about it. I like that they're not really giving anything away about the plot. Like, it's very intriguing. And, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors out there, and I love seeing what he does. And I think this is a cool role for him. And I'm definitely interested to see what people think of this, if it's like going to be like one of those polarizing movies, if it's going to be universally loved. I'm very interested to see what reviews come out on this one. But I, I feel like I'm more apprehensive about this one than excited, where like I would see it, I would watch it, but I don't know, like three hours is, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a whole lot. And I'm just curious if it really justifies it with this story. But Nathan Lane. Counterpoint Nathan Lane, three hours of Nathan Lane. I mean, I doubt he's going to be in there the whole time. He seems like a throw in. (laughs) I'll take some Nathan Lane. Who knows? I mean, the the other thing I was thinking of as well, too, is like you got Nathan Lane there. You also got Parker Posey back in there again as well. And I'm like, oh, but they could just cut him out of the movie. And I'm like, not with that civil case that that yesterday just had. So I don't know. I think whatever they're showing has to be in the movie. Yeah, it's just, I feel like uh, it's interesting to see, like, we're split. <laughs> we're pretty split on this movie. I feel like this is going to be indicative of how the movie's going to get received. So I'm definitely interested to see what people think of it when it comes out. But definitely an interesting trailer, definitely an intriguing trailer. We shall see what the final product is like when it hits theaters later this year. But we need to jump right now to the big subject of this episode, and that is the Oscars. They are coming up, and the nominations are going to be announced this upcoming Tuesday. And instead of doing the old boring, oh, who we think is going to get nominated, we're going to talk about the big categories and who we want or what we want to get nominated. So we're going to go with the big categories here, the ones that I think are the most notable, at least for us. And we're going to give you what our picks would be or just a couple of our picks that we really want to see. So we're going to start off with Best Picture, the the big kahuna, Best Picture. What do we want to see get nominated? I'm not going to limit you guys. Just whatever comes to your mind, you know, movies that really you want to see there, like in your heart of hearts. Let's start with Craig. What do you really want to see in that Best Picture category? Uh, I mean, of the films that are like, there's like six movies that are pretty much locked to be in, and I think all those are great. And one of them is my favorite film of the year, Banshees of Inishirin. That one I I, I want to see get nominated, and I, I would be shocked if it doesn't. However, from thinking of a movie that I want to get nominated, um, that I'm not sure if it will or not, there's there's two. One would be, um, the first one I'll say is uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. This is a movie that was sitting on Netflix's front page for a very long time for me before I heard someone say, hey, this actually is a really, really good movie. So I checked it out, and honestly, it was I was blown away. Um, it felt like... Uh, a war film done as a horror film and it was just like just really uh, really effective for me and I that's uh, that's one that I you know it's, it's a German language film so it has that working against it but it has Daniel Brühl which has that working for it and uh, you know the, the BAFTAs came out and they not only nominated for best <laughs> picture they also nominated it for some supporting acting awards as well so it's you know it's it's got it's what, wait, why, why, why are we laughing? 
because no. Andres did like Andres a little jig Zemo. for he did, Basha. He did, he did, yeah. no, no. He, he, no, he did the Zemo dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, yes. That's. I mean, exactly. And so Andres agrees that uh, this film should get nominated. Yes. Um, there you go. Yes, and, and, I, and I have seen it, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that the boost he got from the BAFTAs will help its chances for the Oscars. I don't know, but I, mean, I guess they probably have the nomination ballots in before the BAFTA stuff came out. But hopefully that's a harbinger. Um, and then the other one, um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I will say, even though, um, you know, it, 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 it sort of feels like it wouldn't be that big of a surprise for it to get nominated, but because the first one was. However, I feel like this one didn't get the same kind of you know reaction that the first one did in terms of the rea- the first one was such a like you know like a a, a you know cultural milestone moment uh, which kind of helped lead towards its nomination whereas this one isn't getting quite that same kind of pu- push but i almost feel like emotionally this is a, a you know in some ways an emotionally superior film um not saying that the whole film's superior but like the like the emotional aspect of it i thought was um stronger in this so those are my two that I'm hoping will, but they're kind of on the fence, on the bubble, and uh, we'll see on Tuesday if they get in. Okay, awesome. Uh, Nancy, how about you? What do you want to be- see in there? So, crazy enough, uh, Craig was watching All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it was sleeping? I can't remember what. I think it was, the, I think it was like, I need to take a nap, were, so Craig decided sleeping, to watch yeah. it. So, gotcha. he was like, this is the time to watch it, because I was very interested. I woke up, I think, the last... Half hour, 45 minutes. And just from seeing that little portion, I was so invested in the movie uh, and obviously kept bugging Craig of what the hell was going on. But I, so I'm kind of in the same realm as Craig. I think that would be a good one. Even just from seeing that short portion of it, it was really well done. Um, And then I have another one that's a little left field that I don't think ever would, but. uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I think it was such yes. a good film. It was just mm-hmm. so, you know, me and Craig were going to watch it, and we had to eventually get ready. So we're like, oh, if we have to stop it, it's fine. Like, we know Pinocchio. We know the story of Pinocchio. We start watching it, and we're like, holy crap, this has turned the story on its head in such a good way. And mm-hmm. I think it was just such a unique movie. I loved it so much. So that's another one. Obviously, I don't think it's going to get nominated, but I would love if it did. Okay. To, to, awesome. to piggyback on that briefly, the one of the things that made me appreciate that Pinocchio movie even more was Netflix had this documentary of the making of it, and they just showed yes. like showing some of the behind the scenes of like the mm-hmm. the puppetry and just like the like all the different ways and the reasoning behind why they went with the puppets and the you know the movement and whatnot, and making wanting to keep it real and what uh, keep keep it real add to the realism. <laughs> um, made me appreciate <laughs> the film even more. So I, I would uh, side with Nancy and hope hoping that that would would also get a nomination. Nice. Okay, I like those picks. All right, how about you, Andres? Oh man, Craig already got one of them. Nancy already got one of them. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a, a weird one in there that I know will probably doesn't have a chance in hell of ever getting nominated. But you know what? I'm gonna throw it in there. Um, I think the menu is an unbelievably mm. well crafted film in so yeah. many respects. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was probably one of my biggest surprises. And it's not the traditional type of movie where where you're following sort of a madman and his descent into madness. You're just following the madman's plan 
to to articulate that madness and i was like oh that that's genius we've never seen something like that but also on top of that i don't think there's a single weak link in the film in terms of the production design the direction the acting the story i the script especially and then also uh, like i don't think there's been a person since tarantino that has made stuff that i look at and i'm like oh kind of want to eat that right now you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. that now granted i wouldn't want to eat the s'mores but that's another story that's but um but i would want some but, bread still oh yeah <laughs> well yeah what, what wait what what did tarantino make that you wanted to eat oh that's fair yeah uh, didn't think about that uh, a big Kahuna burger. I mean, that beer that's in the beginning of uh, of um, Django. Just how frothy and delicious that thing looked. The uh, mm-hmm. the tart from Inglorious Bastards. I mean, I hell, even the mac and cheese from from uh, from uh, What's Upon Time in Hollywood. I'm like, man, that's <laughs> shitty. Whenever I make that, but I kind of want that, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's, a, it's it's not that any of that is wrong, but I'm just like. It's definitely not this. <laughs> I feel like Andre's focused a lot on the food while he's watching movies. Like, oh, yeah. Look at that mac and cheese. Food is great. Yeah. Food is great. Yeah. Food is right great. I'm, I'm just Nicholas Holt. I'm just like, you know what? All these people that follow sports and all these other athletes, yeah, that's all bullshit. All right, guys? That's, fair. Oh, that's a great pick, goodness. though. I think, yeah, the menu yeah. is fantastic. I think I've seen it probably three times already now. It's such a rewatchable yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's definitely one of my picks. I would say that I, w- I would be great to see the menu sneak into Best Picture. I would love that. Uh, I, I don't know if it's really a shoe in for Best Picture. I think it should be great if Top Gun Maverick got a Best Picture nomination just because mm-hmm. it got like universal acclaim. There's a chance it could get nominated. Yeah. There's even a chance they're saying that Tom Cruise might get nominated for Best Actor, which is wild to me. Um, but it would be great to see a crowd pleasing movie like that get in there. I mean, I do think it's spectacular. Like, I don't think it's just like an empty blockbuster movie. I think it's emotional. I think it's so well made. And I do think it is worthy of that nomination totally. Um, and of course, even though it's a shoe in at this point, I want to see everything everywhere all at once. Not only get nominated, but I want to see it win Best Picture, which I think it might. I think it might. Oops. Just given the track record of what's happening so far with the award season, there's a big chance that movie could take home the big award. But those are really the three that I would love to see in there personally. Like I know Banshee yeah. is going to get in there. I love that movie so much. Um, and I'm glad that that has gotten so much traction. But yeah, I would say those are my picks for Best Picture. But now let's pivot to Best Actor. The Best Actor category is pretty stacked and we we know that there's at least three people who are definitely like shoe-ins for this category but who do you really want to see win who do you really want to see nominated let's start with nancy what do you got i know he's the top pick and he's probably a shoe-in and you know it's on that trajectory but i still have to say brendan frazier i just love him so much you know i know that's that's the obvious pick but i just think and here's the thing with awards obviously it's supposed to be what happened this year what film what performance but it's hard for me not to take into consideration people who have put in their dues who have been such fantastic actors throughout their careers and you know especially with brendan fraser getting this shot to kind of come back you know he was away for a while from hollywood due to like personal issues health issues just you know Mm -hmm. a whole gamut of things and so i think for him to come back and take on such a strong role is just very exciting for him so i i 
I have to say Brendan Fraser. I just love him so much. And I think his performance of the whale was really good. I think it was very heartfelt. I think it was, you know, the movie itself I wouldn't put as best picture. I don't think it landed as a whole for me, at, like as this fantastic film. It was it was a good movie. Um, but his performance I think was great. And so that would that would be my pick. I know it's an obvious one, but I still have to go with it. All right. Just because it's the obvious one doesn't mean it's not a good choice. Come on now. How about you, Craig? So uh, I, I love Brendan Fraser and Fraser, as it's pronounced. Um, yeah, I know that I rocked was, my world Fraser. when I went. I know. That. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what was so funny is Craig told me, and he was like, "Have you ever wondered why people call him Fraser?" I was like, "No, actually, I know it's supposed to be called Fraser because I I seen someone else with the same first name." And his name is pronounced Fraser, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But I still say Fraser <laughs> stupidly, anyways. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's fun when we say, "Hey, did you know this thing?" Yeah, I knew that. I was like, "Okay, that's cool." <laughs> uh, no, that, that like honestly rocked my world. I found that out. Yeah. I was like, "No!" <laughs> right. Same. Same. I was like, I always wondered why there was no I in his name. It's because that's not how his. That's not his name. Um, yeah, I remember. I think he was asked once. He's like, like you know, uh, like do people realize that they're always pronouncing your name wrong? He's like, they're always pronouncing my name wrong. I just. <laughs> But but you said I relate also. Look at um yeah. So and I, I would say uh the whale honestly could be another one that I could have added to the you know want to be nominated for best picture because it, it, like for me honestly going in it was it kind of felt like homework like you know okay I know I got to watch it because it's going to be great but it seems like it's going to be such a slog to get through and I was I shocked at like how yeah how good it was like and it wasn't it wasn't a slog to get through at all it was like just just captivating the entire time and I almost you know I I almost found the film a bit uplifting honestly. Uh, and very entertaining yeah. throughout, and tons of humor. At any rate, but the, my pick, my pick for best actor uh, to who I would like to see nominated. That there's kind of more of like a, an, uh, you know, an outside chance would be uh, one Mister Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser's uh, co-star oh, in uh, yeah for for Hustle, and it's you know, and he got into the he he snuck in with a SAG nomination. He was one of the five nominees for best actor for the SAG awards. And honestly, like this film, it, it, it I, f- I feel like this is the unification of all of Sandler's. I think this could be his his best performance because it's it's serious, but it also like at times watching it, it's like there's stuff in it that just like it feels it still feels like an Adam Sandler film, but it feels like an adult Adam Sandler film and a mature Adam Sandler film, and like um, you, you know he you know goes through the um you know range of emotions and whatnot and it it been well still excuse me but it's 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 like taking you know the the howard howard ratner character it was if that character had more of sandler's actual i would say um you know essence in it that's kind of kind of the difference between this and uh and, and and uh um, uncut gems it's just like this actually feels like adam sandler embodying a character but uh yeah and uh so that would be my that would be my my hope my dark horse to, to get in mr sandler okay. gotcha i like mm. that choice i loved hustle i thought that was a super underrated movie from from this year mm-hmm. um how about you andres well i know people are talking all about him right now because he is in he is in a giant actually no, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to say it. I think um, Nicolas Cage in the unbearable weight of um, <laughs> massive talent. Oh, I that think would be that's, amazing. That would be funny. Because personally, for me, that movie 
came out and it was such a thing that people were talking about for like a week and then it just disappeared. And I think people are forgetting about the fact that it's Nicolas Cage's most, it feels like it's his most personal portrayal and it feels like it's someone who is burying their soul a little bit, but adding all these little bits of comedy here and there. And you can't help but just, you can't help but just love that character that he's portraying in the movie. I mean, you know, granted, there's all the moments in, like, sort of showing the highs and highs of being an actor and the lows and lows and just how lonely of a profession it is to a certain extent. And I think that movie and that performance all together wrapped up in this really great this really great portrayal of someone who's down on his luck who can come back pretty much in exactly the same way that Brendan Fra Fraser has had <laughs> has had previously. And it, it, it's it's truly one of those things about how how vicious the business the business can be, but also how forgiving it can also be as well. So that would be my dark horse pick would be uh, Nicolas Cage in the unbearable weight of massive talent. Gotcha. No, I love that, too. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm in Nancy's boat where I want Frazier to win. I want this to be his year. And it's not just because I love Brendan Frazier. Just I legitimately think that was the best performance I saw last year. I mean, I thought it was going to be Colin Farrell for a long time. That performance was fantastic. But once I saw The Whale, not only was the movie great, but Brendan Frazier was just ridiculously good in that movie. And he's the beating heart of it. And he's just on. Yes. He made me cry like multiple times. I was like, OK, I understand the hype. He's unbelievably good. And he was perfect for this movie. But if I had a dark horse. My dark horse is going to be Rafe Fines for the menu. I think Ooh. he <laughs> should be nominated. It's a fucking masterclass performance. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, you know, uh, mesmerizing. I think he's got the dramatic and comedic chops all in one performance here. Him and, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy have such great chemistry in the movie, but he's terrifying, but he's also charming. And it's just, it's the perfect encapsulation of why he's such a great actor. And I don't think it's just like a, let's write this off performance. This is just a genuinely great performance that if he wasn't in that role, I don't think the movie would be nearly as good. I want him to sneak in there. That's for me. <laughs> I like that pick. I can get behind my pick as well. Yeah. Level oh yeah, ab now we're ab yeah. absolutely. And, and to further clarify, I think I think all of our dark horse picks are just somebody who's not Brendan Fraser as well. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, because because yeah. like honestly, like like it's like who else did such a great performance? And you know, it's. I just want to see the trailer where it's like Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser. I'm like, fuck yeah. Now, what's the clip you think they're going to select over at the Oscars when they cut when they're like and Brendan Fraser for the whale? What's the one? It, clip it, you it, think? it has to be the one that was in the trailer where he's like, I want yeah. to know I did something good in my what? life. That has to be it. No, it's going to be the clip. Of, the, uh, it's like, it's like, don't you find it's like, don't you find oh, you think it's that gonna be the people one? are people are incapable of not for what like, of, of of not caring after what the what it was yeah. it's like people, yeah. are, we, we people are amazing yeah. or yeah. people are yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah or who know or who knows they might just pull oh my god who is who is the person that was nominated for uh for best actress for um for precious and, and, and yeah Gabrielle Cinebay there you go thank you C but Cinebay. like the yeah but the clip that they chose for her I was like oh my god what that's not a symbol of her of her talent in that movie, but yeah. yeah. A lot of the time they don't pick really? the right clip. You think they're going to yeah. pick a clip, and then they pick something wildly different that doesn't show a good performance at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll, 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 pick, they'll, pick, 
they'll pick the clip of him just like gor- ga- uh, you know uh, um, engorging himself on food. It's like really, that's, that's not really the showcase of his acting, but yeah. Yeah. oh man! But you really but, sold us on that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But now we got to shift gears to best actress. Let's so let's pick who we want to be in that best actress category. Maybe who we want to even see win. Let's start with Craig. How about what, what's your pick? Um, you know what? One person I want to I want to see make it make the cut is uh, Viola Davis for the Woman King. And, yes, uh, she she, uh, she she she. It's it's uh, it's interesting for me. I think, I almost feel like. You know, she would have a, sh- a better shot if they went w- for uh, supporting for her for that because I don't, you know, clearly she's the titular woman king. But if you watch the film, it's almost a two hander, really. And um, I, you know, I almost, you know, at any rate, I, I feel I feel like that might be what works against her. But mm-hmm. you know, she's she is you know the you know always always a powerhouse. Uh, and and uh, this is a very different role for her, and yet she fills it very well. And again, just gives us the, the you know the, just a wide range of emotion in it, and it's just um, you know very you know at times understated, at times just powerful, and it's, it's just such a such a fun movie. Wish wish it had gotten more more attention beforehand, but you know I think it, I'm hoping that it'll get the uh, uh, some some accolades come Tuesday. Okay, all right. How about you, Andres? Oh my goodness! For my God, for for best. Uh, which one were we talking about again? <laughs> Are you the best high? actress? What's happening? No, no. <laughs> we're just I, sick. I, I, was, I, 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 I like, I like had a brain fog there. I was like, didn't we just talk about best actor? I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Wait, it's gonna be okay. Actress now. We're an actress. actress. A- oh, actress. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Actress. Okay. Well, automatically right off the bat, I mean, for me, the solid pick, I think it's kind of because I was like literally scrolling through. I'm sorry. I was literally scrolling through my phone, just kind of going like, what else came out this year that that like made an indelible mark on me? Because there's only one mm-hmm. that's coming up to the surface, and that is um, uh, Cape Blanchett for uh, for freaking um, Tar. I thought that was I thought that was an incredible performance. I feel like she'll definitely get nominated. I have a yeah, yeah, she's one, but, she's but, one, but it's like one of those things where it's like she's a lock in for that. So it's yeah, like, but she's oh, already won man. two Oscars. <laughs> yeah, but man, but honestly, again, like I walked in the tar just kind of thinking that was going to be homework, and then I was like, oh, this is incredible. And like Top Field as a director is just freaking astounding to me. Like he he takes his sweet time making a movie. Like he makes a movie like what once every ten or seven years or. So, and then when they all come out, they're just they're freaking perfection in itself. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I think that was absolutely well worth the wait. And honestly, nothing is occurring right off the top of my head apart from that. And mm-hmm. the person who I think should get best supporting is well, the well, other. Well, is the not, other not one? Yet, not yet, Andre. I know. Yet. I, know, I, know, I, know hey. I know. I'm saving that. Hi. I'm Hi. saving Thank you, that. Craig. Thank you. That's right. You <laughs> pumped the brakes. I'm saving that. Good <laughs> job. Okay. Good job. Uh, <laughs> So for best actress, one of them I thought would be a shoe in to get nominated, but I'm really not hearing any buzz that it could happen or that it's going to. I think Margot Robbie was spectacular in Babylon. Like, believe what you want about the movie itself, but her performance really is what got me invested, and she just blew me away. Like, I've seen her give some great performances, but she, like, she was able to dial in the crazy and the charismatic and also, like, the empathetic, where it was just, it was showing all of her colors as a performer, and I was like, no, this is the defining margot robbie performance for me where like this is the performance where i'm like yeah you're a damn good actress 
not many actresses could play this role nearly as well as you have right here. I would love to see her get nominated. And also, look, I love the menu. So Anya Taylor-Joy, I would love to see pop up in there as like a little surprise. I thought she was just as good as Ray Fiennes. And I thought she was incredible in the menu, especially in that last third of the movie. So either of those two, if they sneak in there, I'm a happy camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really great. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it's like, okay. I will say Margot Robbie. That's I think Margot Robbie in Babylon reminded me. I was like, if Harley Quinn starred in Amsterdam, it's like there's like a marriage of. <laughs> it was like a marriage of her yeah. other performances. It was really great. That's yeah, funny. I love that. Um, but, but, you know, let's stay on actors. Let's go to Best Supporting Actress, because I feel hey. like we're going to have some fun ones uh, for this. Yeah, one. Nancy. After, after, uh, after Nancy does pick. her pick, because I totally That's didn't right. forget about it. I totally <laughs> didn't forget about her. Wow. Listen, <laughs> totally. I've said it before in a show, as a middle child, I will never let it go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that I'm, I'm sorry that I'm triggering you. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will let you Andre, know that I have been forgotten. I will Andre's let you know about my upbringing. <laughs> Tom's spacing out. Andres is spacing out. Look, it's it's a late it's over off. here. I, he, Andres late. is sick. <laughs> so, it's, always late. it's always late in Andres' head. <laughs> Rough. Shots fired. <laughs> but but anyway, some my picks. Some my picks. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, of course. I want to see in there. Yes. I want to see course. her win. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you, Anya Taylor-Joy. I, I just love the menu so much. Menu's Everyone great, just, man. Just it's so, so good. good. And the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, it should win. It was just Best such Picture. a pleasant surprise. It just came out of nowhere and was yeah. just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like the more we talk about it, I'm like, yeah, mm, watch yes. the menu. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's a good one. Um, and uh, Margaret Robbie, uh, I actually really liked her in Amsterdam. I know a lot of people weren't for the movie. She was good in Amsterdam. She was really good in that. So <laughs> I haven't seen Babylon yet. Um, but you know she's great across the board. Um, a weird one from left field. Okay. Uh, the which I wish I would know her name so it would make it more legitimate. Um, but the girl that was in Prey, I think did. Oh, oh it's so Amber yeah. Mythunder. Yeah, Amber Mythunder. Fucking name. That name yes. is just yeah. a plus. She should get an award just for her name alone. It sounds like, like a porn star. I think she name. believes. <laughs> I think she believes that too. <laughs> Amber Mythunder. Right. Um, so she did great with that. And Mia Goth in X. Um, although the movie wasn't that great, um, she she just was fantastic in it. And I haven't seen Pearl yet, but I've heard great. Things, oh, so. So yeah. Mia having Goth, seen I Pearl last night, I think I think that carries over a lot more into Pearl. I think so. You should okay. definitely check out Pearl. Yeah. So okay. the two two left field ones, Mia Goth and what's her face with cool name. Gotcha. All right. All right. All right, Nancy, now do I have your permission to move on? Yes, you may move on now. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, so now we're going to move on to Best Supporting Actors. I feel like this is where we're going to have some fun picks, like I said. So let's get started here. You know, Nancy, let's start with you this time. I swear That's to God, right. you're going to have the same one that I, I hit. That that. I have. No, I'm going um, to pick one from a movie we just saw, which is Women Talking. Um, now... The title delivered. It was, in fact, <laughs> Women Talking. I feel, I feel like from the text that you said, it didn't seem like you enjoyed it very much. I mean, it was good, but it it was, in fact, Women Talking for two plus hours. I'm so. liking these movies that yeah. are giving us titles that are just like legitimately what the movies are yeah. about, like plain yep. women talking. Yep. I'm all it's for like, it. It's like we're no false advertising. Nope. We're not getting sued for giving yeah, exactly. what we want. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, there was, and Craig, you'll have to help me with the actress's name. <coughs> um, surprisingly, there, so there's two 
uh, supporting actresses in the film that did a really good job. But surprisingly, um, one of the other ones seems to be getting more buzz and more hype over the movie than um, the one that I'm thinking of. Yes, Jesse Buckley's one that's getting the more more hype. Um, Are you thinking of uh, the the one who's, well, without giving any spoilers away. The one with the four-year-old. the one with the four-year-old. Yes, Claire Foy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Claire, Claire Foy. Foy. Oh, she, yeah. There's just one scene in the movie where she... It's just such a good Ooh. monologue and such a like really moving speech. And it seriously almost... <coughs> sorry. Don't let the coffee fool you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it like brought me to tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it seriously almost brought me to tears. It was just, it was very, very moving. And so just even, you know, I feel like sometimes even just having that one scene alone can get you nominated. And I feel like that's how good she did with that one scene. So mm-hmm. that's my pick for best supporting. Okay. That's right, I like it. I like it. Andres, pivot into you. All right. Now, the one I had to clarify, I would be like, well, does that count as best supporting or does it count as lead? Honestly, I'm stuck between two movies for the same actress, and that is Hong Chow for The Menu and for The Whale. Because here's the thing. She be nominated twice for two different movies? You know, double your chances? I I think it's happened before. I'm not sure. Craig, um, hasn't it happened before? I I believe... I'm, I'm, I'd have to double check. Le- Leo um, for um, yeah, Blood, uh, Le- yeah, Leo. Blood Diamond. No, no, no. Yeah. Blood Diamond no, no, and was, uh, Revolutionary uh, Road. No, wasn't it no, Departed? No, 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 no. He's not nominated for. He was not nominated for Revolutionary War. He was not nominated for The Departed. The only acting nomination for The Departed was Mark Wahlberg. Um, I think they may have okay. rules in place against the actor being nominated multiple times in a year, but I'm not sure. I'd have to double check. Um, it well for the sake of this argument, let's uh, let's assume that you can be nominated for multiple times, and it just doesn't happen often because people split their own votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but all I'm saying is for 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 Chow herself. I mean, just even describing her performance in um, in the menu. In the menu, she's the extension of Ralph Fiennes' madness, and she's so perfect in terms of just, like, like there's that madness that's underneath the surface, but she's not letting it through. Like, there's that moment where, where like, you know, I know you love this scene. Tortillas. She has one of my favorite, li- yeah, so I was like, that's my, one of my favorite lines in the movie. She's like, it's a tortilla. It's a tortilla with all your bank statements when you're you know you're doing illegal shit. Just to clarify, I did I did I did confirm you cannot you there is a rule in place that you cannot be nominated for multiple uh, roles in the same category. You can be nominated for lead and supporting, but you can't be nominated for two. That's Mm. I mean it makes sense, but you know, would be cool. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but but then describing her performance in the whale, she anchors that entire movie as well. I mean, like with with Brendan Fraser being there as well. I mean, like you get so much of the emotion just from all the stuff that she's gone through and how much she's lost in her own way and how much she, you know, she's enabling him to a certain extent. But it's not out oh, of 100%. yeah, it's 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 100%. not out of it's not out of the fact that it's like oh you know she feels obligated to do it. It's because of the fact that that's her her last little connection yeah. to some to, without spoiling it. It's her last little connection to someone that she loves, and I thought that was I thought the the performance was really great all the way through. Yeah. And then also just some moments that could have been, I mean honestly, with the wrong actress could have been could have been just like 
could have been just, I mean, comical to a certain extent. I mean, like, all the time she goes, what the hell is wrong with you, Charlie? It's like, anyone else would have probably made that into a joke or probably made that memeable, but this, I kind of felt that she played it so perfectly to the point where I'm like, I don't think anyone else could have played that role. And I think she was great. So, yeah, there you go. All right, I like that pick a lot. All right, Craig, pivot into you. I do. I've got. I've got. I've got two. I want to mention this first one. So, I think it's it's um, not often this year that you'll be able to say that uh, everything everywhere all at once would be a dark horse for something. But I think for the supporting actress, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of a shoe in. But I think the oh. more deserving pick would be Stephanie Shu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yep. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Don't ask me. I'm like the worst one here. <laughs> Yeah, but but the daughter of Michelle oh, Yeoh. Yeah, um, yes, you are. Anyway, but, yes. uh, sounds like go back up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah but uh, the daughter of uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kwe Kwan in the film uh, is you know a very I'd say you know dynamic performance and you know just a very you know it's it's there's a lot asked for and she does a, I think she does a lot more in the film than Jamie the Curtis does not that Jamie the Curtis doesn't isn't good in it but I feel like this is to me this is a more stand-up performance um and I'd love to see you know maybe they'll both get nominated that'd be great the other one I want to bring up is Lashana Lynch in The Woman King um uh, you know I I've never really been a big Lashana Lynch fan not to say I've been like you know non her but it's just like you know i was just kind of kind of okay on her and most things that i've seen before but this is the first time that uh i've seen her in a performance i was like damn this is you know yeah this woman this this woman can command the screen this woman is like like her character in this is just such a force and such a um a a pivotal role in the film and uh you know it, it would be great to see her get nominated for it no i like that pick so i've got uh, two picks. One that I'm not sure if it's going to be a shoe in. I, I mean, I would love to see it happen regardless, and that's Angela Bassett for uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. She's incredible in the movie. Just like mm-hmm. she, she was unbelievably yeah. good. Just that one scene alone just gave me chills. Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> Was that Zena? What's going on with the sound effects? <laughs> so, sorry, I, I'm using this new like koozie thing, and I'm trying to take the truly out, and it was stuck, and it was it makes it, it was that was noisy. Oh, okay. so, oh, it's like, well, it's like part of the appeal of this. This this podcast <laughs> is brought to me brought, is sponsored by Brewmate. Brewmate, uh, but uh, there you no, go. This, this new <laughs> Brewmate. Uh, <laughs> Bottle thing. Oh it's a, yeah, anyway. So I apologize, <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 I just wanted to say, like, is that actually like a really tall truly? Like, holy shit! <laughs> I'm just glad we solved the mystery. <laughs> I thought it was Zena sneezing, and I was like, dear lord. Okay, let's gotcha. see. Just I see loads of like... his second truly. There you, there you go. Locked and loaded. There we go. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so I would love to see her get nominated. But my second pick, I think Andres will appreciate this one. I know that for sure. And no one, and I mean no one, has been talking about this performance. And I think they should. Nicole Kidman in The Northman. I think oh, yeah. she was... Yeah. Um, there's one there's one scene in that movie where I've been like a relative fan of Nicole Kidman, but that was the one scene where I was like, okay, you can actually act because she 
does this 180 with her character. I won't spoil it mm -hmm. or anything, but it's one of the most chilling scenes I saw all year, and she just commanded the screen. It gave mm -hmm. me chills. I couldn't stop thinking about it for like days after I had seen it. I would love to see her sneak in. Oh yeah, she she com That's she commanded the screen in that scene the way she does when she does those AMC intro ads. Exactly, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Exact same thing. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> but now we shall pivot to best supporting actor. I'm curious to see what we've got for this one. So let's start with Andres. What do you got? Any uh, fun surprises? Yeah, I think uh, the yeah, dog yeah, from <laughs> I think the dog from uh, Prey is going to sneak in there because that acting was great. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. But but in all seriousness, if I was to pick a best supporting actor, I mean, probably the the one I know is probably not going to get nominated, and I don't think it's a lot of credit for in terms of his performance and in terms of what he was able to do with the screenplay that was given to him. And I think that's Tanuk um, Huerta for uh, Namor in um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think he did a superb job in the movie, and I think he was... He, he escalated that, that material to be far better than what it was, and the performance mm -hmm. I thought was great. I thought it was... I, I, I bought that this is somebody who who basically just just came up one day out of the water to bury his mom and immediately was like oh no all the all the surface world people are actually pieces of shit like i bought that so much so i i truly think that his performance is kind of going under the radar a little bit like i know angela bassett is really great but for me he was kind of the standout for me in that movie angela bassett has always been great but i never knew huerta was this good so that's my that's my two cents in there Wait, I'm getting huh. lost. We're all up uh -oh. today. Are we on actress or actor? Supporting actor. Supporting actor. Okay, actor. sorry. <laughs> My brain just erased, like, what we just did for some reason. Like, How oh am I gosh. the only one that hasn't blinked out yet? I'm the one that's drinking the truth out of this beautiful roommate koozie. That's right, roommate. Well <laughs> oh, goodness. I How forgot. about you, Nancy? I was like, Best who, supporting who are we on? Supporting actor. actor. Okay. Actor. I had one, and then I lost it. Give me two Perfect. seconds. Perfect. Um, you know you know what? I want someone from Bullet Train. Uh, I feel like there were so many supporting, good supporting actors in that movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. What? Even what's-his-face who was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Logan Lerman? Aaron Taylor Johnson? And yeah, him too. And I just, oh. I don't know. Anyone from that movie, I feel like could be nominated. I love them. So I, it was a great movie. So someone from there. Um, let's see. Um, just so all hell breaks loose, let's go uh, Pete Davidson and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That was hilarious. <laughs> that would, oh my that would God. break the Oscars. I think that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's a good one. That would be the um, thirstiest Oscars ever. It would, it would be. It would be. Um, I feel like I had one more. Sorry, I'm going through my letterbox. Like, what did I watch? I was doing the same exact thing too. And that's and where I, I feel blanked like all out. Of us when, when I know when when the other person's talking, we're all like, yeah, we're all just like scrolling through our phones. We're like, yeah, I'm paying attention. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is it. Yeah, if okay. I think of another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 How about, yeah. You, how about you, Craig? <laughs> so I want to I call it a couple that I don't think will be nominated but would be fun if they did. One is 
the great, talented Woody Harrelson for Triangle of Sadness. We haven't really mentioned that film yet. Uh, oh, yeah. I, 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 went and saw, I went and saw that film specifically because I heard Woody Harrelson was great in it. And he is, but I think part of the reason why he gets um, forgotten about is the, the film is really, um, it's, it's very episodic. It's like it's like three short films, really, and he's only a big focus in one of the three of them. And so, I think I don't think he's going to get nominated, but it would be fun if he did because his performance in it is fantastic. Um, the other one I'll say is, you know, for the Fablemans, um, you know, the, I think the person getting the oh. most heat and buzz is Paul Dano. But hands down, the best part of that film was the Judd Hirsch scene. Yes, and, I forgot. Yes. That's I changed my mind. That's yeah. mine. <laughs> and if Judd Hirsch and if Judd Hirsch captures a nomination this year, he will set a record for most time in between Oscar nominations for an actor. He last received an Oscar nomination in 1980 for uh, Ordinary People, Ordinary in which it was determined that he was favorite. not even the best supporting actor in his own film because uh, he got beat by Timothy Hutt and his co-star. And it would be great to see him possibly be determined to be the best supporting actor of at least this Wait. film. Judd Hirsch won. No, Judd Hirsch lost to Timothy Hutton. He was nominated. He was nominated but lost to Timothy Hutton. Man, that sucks. And then now, yeah. And so if he gets nominated again and loses to Paul Dano, it'll be like, like, of course he won because K.Y. Kwan is going to win. It's like, that that one is like (laughs) the surest lock in the last five years of Oscardom. Um, But yeah, but, but um, I would love to see, yeah, I'd love to see those two get, get get, get their time to shine. Awesome. I like I like these picks so far. Uh, mine are definitely going to be a little bit out of left field, but I feel like that's the fun of this all. So, but the first one I have, it's just I wish the Oscars were more open to including horror performances. Yes, and thank you. I would love to see Ethan Hawke get nominated for the Black Phone. Yes, I think that he was super. I was going to say that, but I didn't know. Movie. Would you and consider it was just, that supporting? Or I think so. I mean, he's that, like, that's I would say the lead. Yeah, I would say the lead actor is the kid. That's what I would say. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then it's, I want it's, that one it's too. More, it's more of a supporting actor <laughs> performance than uh, Training Day, where he was the lead, but not got nominated for a supporting actor anyway. Oh, that's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm see but they so desperately wanted Denzel to win that best <laughs> yeah. actor nom that they went. No, but we're gonna switch him. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I want that too. Either but one. yeah, I think that it was so great to see him play a villain. He doesn't get to play a villain very often, so to see him really stretch that those muscles was really fun. And I thought he was so creepy in the movie. He was so magnetic in it. And I just he had me glued to the screen anytime he was there. And you could tell he was having a blast playing that character. I just thought it was eerie. I love performances like that. I just wish the Oscars were more open to those kinds of performances. Yeah. I still have a grudge against them with uh, Tony Collette for Hereditary. I still have not <sighs> forgiven them for that. But that's neither here nor there. But the other performance that I think would be a great supporting actor nom would be Steven Yoon for Nope, which I think he was yeah. fantastic Ooh. in. I thought that yeah. every scene he was in, there was like this great emotional undercurrent. I thought he was a really fascinating supporting <sighs> character. And I loved yeah. seeing his kind of journey in the movie as you see it slowly develop like in the past and how that's informing the present and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I really loved his performance in the movie. And I'd love to see that too. But I think all these are pretty solid choices. I like If, yeah, if so we're far. going the horror route, I would also like to throw out the name Justin Long for Barbarian. I feel yeah. like he's an actor. See, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, but isn't he kind of like the actor, like the leading actor in it? Yeah, I guess that's true. No, well, no, no, no he's supporting. I think is he though? But then who would be I, the I think lead I don't think that film has guess, a lead actor because Bill like, Skarsgård is not the, lead the is, actor. Yeah, but but I mean, I feel like the lead character is the 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 
actress, the female, and then the, mm-hmm. both of them are like supporting there actors have to be a lead actor. opposite her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if if he was in contention, sure, just for the tape measure scene alone. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh. No, like yes. like uh, like honestly, my fiance is over uh, measuring stuff over at our condo right now, and I'm just like, all I can just picture is just her being like, sweet, <laughs> just like with that tape measure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny uh, oh no, but I, I love all these shows these are freaking great um but that the, the next category i'm definitely curious to see what you guys want to pick uh best director you know obviously there are some shoe wins for this category but i'm curious to see if we've got any interesting picks let's start with you craig any uh fun best director picks some fun best director picks and uh, i don't know how fun these will be but uh <laughs> uh i would say uh God, I hope I'm saying is it, it's Andrew Berger that did All Quiet on the Western Front, right? I, I that? think so. Anyway, I hope, yeah, I, hope, I think yeah. you're fine. Andrew Berger for All Quiet on the Western Front would be great to see. Um, and the Oscars have, in recent years, had a track record of nominating foreign language uh, foreign, foreign language directors more so than their, than their best pictures, like uh, uh, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round and Pavel Pavlovsky for Cold War. Um, so I think he could be, actually have a real shot of getting in. Another one, I, you know, I would love to see Ryan fucking Coogler get a nomination for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. He, you know, deserved one for the first Black Panther, didn't get it. And, uh, yeah, let's get let's get him an Oscar. Right. Or at least an Oscar nomination. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. All right, how about you, Nancy? Um, I definitely think uh, Guillermo... Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I love the Muppets and I love that medium. And yeah, along the same line, stop motion animation. And like Craig was saying, uh, watching the how they made it made me appreciate it so much more. And it also made me appreciate that he appreciates it and wants to keep that medium going. And it was just so interesting how they did everything. And you could see mm-hmm. really the love that he has for that. And he's even said, you know, animation movies or animated movies are movies. It's weird to me that they're in a separate category and that they're seen as like kids movies. And he, you know, he is really pushing for that. This is just another medium of our art form and it should really be appreciated. And so that's why I, I really would like to see him get a nomination for directing that. I think it was fantastic. And, and do, um, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that he is doing his part <laughs> to make sure that animated films are not for kids. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, starting <laughs> off the with a giant bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're taking it back, guys. Taking it We're back to the back. kids. <laughs> We're taking it back. Yeah. We're making those kids suffer. Screw you, kids. Find something <laughs> else. Go get your iPad and watch a YouTuber. Um, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Find um, a baby and shark. Then, <laughs> and my second one is uh, Zach Krager, I think it's pronounced, uh, for yes. Barbarian. I, oh, yeah. I think it's such a great film. It's so unique. Mm-hmm. It's so, like came out of left field did not is so unexpected i think he he needs to be appreciated for this movie and again mm-hmm. i know oscars aren't one to lean towards horror films but they really need to these movies are fantastic um and same thing with black phone like those two horror movies were the two movies that stood out to me not even horror movies two movies that really stood out to me within the last year that just took me by surprise and were just fantastic um yeah, I'm just gonna stick with those two for now. Those were those are the two that stand out for me. All righty, like them, Andres. What you got? I mean, for me, I think uh, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the technicalities is for um, nominating two directors, um, but the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all, all at yeah, once. Like, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 nominated yeah. in a single slot. Yeah. Coen, Coen Brothers won in yeah, a single Coen slot. Yeah, Coen Brothers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so that would be one of my picks for sure. But the other one, the Dark Horse one as well, too, if we're going to give horror its due as well, I think Mar- Mark Malloyd for The Menu is also a really strong, a really strong nomination as well. Because, again, as much as I love giving it to some of the people that have proven that, that, oh, man, you know what, they really prove themselves and their worth, I think it's also great to at least show... Um, people who have been in this industry for a little bit and who have actually just come right out of the gate doing something. I mean, the last thing Mark, I mean, one of the things that Mark directed last was Ali G in the house and going from that to the menu is a drastic shift and change in the same way that good for him. Yeah. He's directed succession, which is amazing in his defense. well, 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 not including TV as well too, but also on top of that, I mean, um, Adam McKay, who produced the menu as well, he started off in mm-hmm. comedies and now is doing yep. more serious ventures. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I Proof think that you can improve. You know, hundred percent. Exactly. Look, Craig Mazin. Craig Mazin went from making the shittiest oh. comedies known to man to making Chernobyl and The Last of Us. So that's quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, Ed- yeah, Edward Berger was all quite a Western Front director. My apologies. Uh, oh, I said the, I said I the wrong. I was focusing on the last Berger. name. Yeah, you did say Andrew Berger. So I, I was also focusing on the last name as well, too. I was like, no, you said it right, Berger? Yeah, no. <laughs> God. Gotcha. The um, burger! Um, um, <laughs> burger! <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my God. If we, if we, do we have time to shout out one more? What about Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun oh, Maverick? That, that, that was one of my picks. That was one of my picks. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't yeah. realize you know. I, I was, that's the segue into Tom. Totally, yeah. We're gonna, there you go. We'll just use that as yeah. an organic segue. But yeah, I would definitely, if he's not going to get nominated, because I don't think he's a shoo-in by any means. But I mean, look, if James Cameron can get nominated for Avatar, Joseph Kaczynski should absolutely get nominated for Top Gun, because it's a a visual achievement and it's an unbelievable task what he was presented with you know almost an insurmountable one making a sequel to one of the most beloved movies ever made shooting it the way he did i mean they shot i don't even remember how much how many hours of footage that they had to assemble into a, you know a feature length movie it was ridiculous and just they had to invent basically new cameras in order to make this movie happen and i think it's just a technical achievement on every level and i absolutely think he should get nominated but i also think that Jordan Peele should get nominated for Nope. I think I really loved what he did in that movie, especially shooting Day for Night. I really loved what he did visually in that movie. I think he really channeled his inner Spielberg for that one, where it kind of felt like this amalgamation of, you know, like a lot of those alien Spielberg movies, like, you know, almost like War of the World style, a little bit of E.T. Then there's a little bit of Tremors in there. So it's just like I was really invested in that movie. And I think just from a visual standpoint, it really hooked me from the opening frame to the last. And I think with each movie, he's showing his prowess as a director and just kind of like all of his influences and he's not just copying he's taking what he knows and he's kind of adding his own little flavor to it so i think that you know especially in terms of horror filmmaking just filmmaking in general i thought he knocked that one out of the park mm. that's a good one. i like that yeah like that's really I, good. I forgot well, about that movie for a little bit now a lot of people did but i don't know why because it was it, it was it so was so fun i, I loved it it, it, it was also. It was also. A, I mean, come on. It also came out in the middle of the summer when all we could talk about was Top Gun. All right. Yeah. So like, yeah. 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 
It was in the shadow. Can I say, I'm surprised no one else here has mentioned this film at all for anything so far. Because I feel like everyone else here is the bigger fan of this movie than I am. But what about SS Rajamuli for Triple R? Or RRR? How is, is, it, is it said Triple R or RRR? What are we supposed to call it? I think it's just RRR. I think. RRR. Yeah, but I think okay. for sure yeah. people just say Triple But that R. would be amazing if he got nominated for Best Director. I mean, that ah. movie is... Whoo! I, I haven't had a chance to see it. Every every time. Sorry. Wait, wait. No, you no, no, still no. haven't seen it? I, I I haven't I haven't seen it yet. But it's not because I'm I'm not actively trying to go out and see it. It's because literally it's every time Netflix. the tickets. He's holding out that, for it, but, the. He's holding out for the theater experience. Because because so many people have told me that that's such an amazing movie to see, and I'm like, oh man, like honestly, I'm trying to see in the theater, but if I don't get to see in the theater, it'll be in my new condo with a nice ass couch and a great screen. So you're saying you haven't watched this movie because you respect it too much? Yes. (laughs) Also, also because it looks like a lot. I mean, come on, have you seen how have you seen how many videos are out there of like people fucking flipping out at screenings? I mean, it's like, you're, it's, like, it's like you're the guy who won't like fully commit to a girl because he respects her too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could commit to you, but I just feel like I'm not going to be worth your time. I can't give you full. I can give you like 95%. You deserve the whole hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> oh, my, my God. God. That's hilarious. But but I still love that pick, though. I like that. I totally forgot about RRR. I love that movie so very much. That's another one that came out of nowhere and just surprised the hell out of me. And I loved it, loved it, loved it. <laughs> Thank you for that coughing segue. <laughs> I, oh, I, thought, I thought I muted it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, you did not. We heard it loud and clear. <laughs> yep, right in the mic. You're to- Andres, you're totally muted. Do whatever you need. Cough, sneeze, fart, whatever you need right now. It's just do it. You're fine. There you go. Do it. Go oh, for it. Oh, my God. We won't- just let one rip. We won't hear it. Exactly. And look, there are a lot of categories we could cover. We're going to cover one more. I mean, there are some categories that, you know, obviously we would love to talk about, but it would go on for, you know, hours and hours. But the last category I definitely wanted to touch on uh, was best score, because this is actually usually one of my favorite categories, because the score is one of my favorite parts of any movie, because if you don't have a good score, that's a huge part of your movie that is missing. That's not going to give it the punch it needs. And there were a lot of movies with great scores this past year. So I'm curious, is there one that you really would love to have in there? Let's start with Nancy. Um, really quick, though, Barbarian, I would also like to see for screenplay. Okay. Oh, okay. Did, but yeah, director did that in screenplay. So side note, um, gotcha. I- I'm gonna go. Let's see. Let's think of a I'm gonna go Northman. I think it was. I think that. Mm, I think we talked about it on the show. Like, yeah, we definitely. I did. left that theater like, and you just wanted to break shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Wow. I felt like I was walking like WWE style down that ramp out of the theater. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah man. It just got me pumped. So yeah, that's gonna be my pick. It was just fantastic throughout the from start to finish. Was just great. Absolutely, I to- I love that pick. That's solid. How about you, Craig? Mm. I mean, I have to say, low-key, low like, best score this year is, like, one of the fiercest categories. Like, if you, if you, there's, like, a, there's a murderer's row of some of the best composers working today, doing some of their best work. Um, and, uh, like, the, the, one, the, the one that I am rooting to win is Babylon, which, I, again, no. for, the, for this, because there's such a murderer's row, it's impossible to say anyone's a lock to even get in, but uh, I think this one probably is, and I, like, 
I walked out of the theater, went into the restroom, and the person that the, like the sink next to me was just like humming along to this, like just humming the score already. It's like yeah, yeah. Like, like it's like it's so catchy. If, if for some reason it feels like it takes a lot from the La La Land score, but at the same time it's like it just like mm-hmm. just jazz is it like this is actual jazz and it's just it's it's mm-hmm. it's so fun and it's uh you know it's it's and even if you, even if you don't want to watch the whole three hour film you can still just listen to the score. The another score one I want to. Sh- yeah, another one I want to shout out briefly uh, was in the, the Fablemans. It was it was very funny watching. I, I, I said to Nancy as we're watching the Fablemans, I was like, "Wow, it was really lucky for for a young Steven Spielberg that he was able to get John Williams to score his films because they're showing <laughs> short films." I was like, "It was like John Williams is scoring this right now," but uh, um, no, but but uh, you know, do do love, do love John Williams, and then. Um, uh, Hilda, uh, let me this. Hilda Gunadotir, who uh, won the Oscar for Joker, um, we just watched Woman Talking uh, yesterday, and uh, the score she did for that was fantastic, and she also did the score for Tar, so we could see her name up there uh, multiple times. Oh, I like those picks a lot. All right, awesome, yeah. Andres. How about you? I, I have a feeling that one of your picks is going to be mine, but let's see. Let's let's see where the where the chips fall. <laughs> now, now, listen. There's a difference between I think who is going to get it and who I think should have gotten at least a nomination, and that is Michael G. Kino for the Batman. Sing it with me. Yeah, let's go to church. Is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, like, again, it's so hard to come up with a great, memorable Batman theme. And the same same exact thing as you're saying, Craig, like, oh, like, you know, we were in the bathroom. We could hear it humming. I was outside and all I just heard was people go, uh, da, 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 It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. No, such a great score. And then also just not even talking about just some of the more bigger elements of that score, but just some of the more quieter moments as well too like the scene with him and alfred in the hospital or him um trying to put together the clues and all that other stuff like it's so outside the box for michael g Kino that it's it, it, it's it's a shock that this is not even going to get a nomination so yeah was g Kino the uh, one that um directed that black and white movie recently or was that yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One yeah yeah oh yeah 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 not that it has anything to do with scoring, but yeah. I, I think that's good for him, you know. Doing yeah. Yeah. Andres, I, I think it's I think it's absurd that you say it's hard to come up with a good Batman theme. It's like the, it's like there's so many so many examples of of famous Batman scores, so I don't know what you're talking about. But well, well, but Gigi, I mean, also, I mean, this was also good. I'm not saying this wasn't good. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, it's been done. It's it's been done, but there, there's not there's not Ouch. necessarily like there's not necessarily been an indelible theme for Batman in over, I mean since the Burton era, no, no, like no, like no, when no, you no, hear no, 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 no. that that like <laughs> again that's what I'm saying. The na 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 nas. Listen, I just bought the six. I just bought the sixty six series, so yeah, of course I'm gonna agree with you on that, but. But listen, it's I just think it's a travesty that G. Kino is not even going to get a nomination because he didn't yeah, make really? the short list. He might list. get nominated. He, oh, he, I he, hope they, so. They short, they, wait, they shortlisted this? Oh, no, they didn't, put him, they didn't put the Batman on the shortlist. That was like people were oh. angry about that. Oh, yeah, I, it, it didn't even crack the top I missed, 30. I missed, so the me- like, I missed the memo. My bad. Yeah. That's no, okay. It's, it's all, all good. Right. Well, Nancy, did you go? Yes, I said the Northman. 
Okay, gotcha. I was yes. wondering. I was like, I hope I didn't forget her. <laughs> <laughs> Double checking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely the Batman for me. That's that. That was my number one pick. I mean, that score was the one that definitely had the biggest impact on me. And as a Batman fan, it was great to have a theme I could really like get behind in that one that was really memorable. Because like Andre said, it had been a while since I heard a memorable Batman theme and one that was like perfect for that character and especially that world that Matt Reeves created. But the other score that I loved this year and I completely just blanked on it. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. Oh. He's like, I love it so oh. much that was, I forgot it about it. Was it Carter <laughs> Burwell's for Banshees of Inishirin? Oh No, wait, hold on. Oh, I had it for a second, and I lost it. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, everyone, was, everyone's was, silent. Was it Alexander for for... Everyone's silence. Silence. Hold on, hold on. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, got it, got it. We got it. I think the silence helped. RRR. That score um, is freaking is. awesome. <laughs> sure. uh, another reason yeah, Andres needs to see it immediately, but the score of that movie yeah. is so good. And that's and that's another score where you walk out of that movie and you just want to break shit. Like you just want to mm-hmm. just do crazy things in the best way possible. You feel pumped up and it's so good. It's so varied too. I mean, this is like a three hour movie, but the score is so versatile and I love how it represents both of these different characters and just the different scenes in which it really has that emotional punch. So good. Those are like the two scores that definitely left the biggest impact on me. But anyway, for those of you who are watching or listening, we want to know what you think of any of these categories. What are your picks? You know, who would you want to see get nominated in any of these character ca- categories? And who category. do you want to see win? Shut up. <laughs> Shut, why don't you cough again? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there, the Long there, Island there. came out. Well, yeah, it came, it came out real rough Watch right there. Uh, why don't you cough again, all right? Uh, <laughs> but let us know in the comments what your picks would be for these different categories and what you thought of the trailers that we touched on. You know, Scream 6 and Bo is Afraid. Uh, let us know what you thought of those trailers. We always love reading your comments and before we go as always where can we find you guys on the interwebs let's start with you craig where can the people find you uh you can find me still for now on twitter at, at barbarian craig you can find me on instagram at, at cf gagner c is in craig f is in frank g a y n i e r is in the french word to win because all i do is win just like uh <laughs> kway kwan will be doing at the oscars shortly and, uh, you know, uh, you can find me occasionally here, and you can also find me, uh, just, uh, shot a match this afternoon for, uh, uh, Benny and Moose Save America. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, it's, uh, Benny Hamblin and, uh, Mark Haas, uh, aka The Moose, uh, from, uh, the Schmodown Exchange, uh, the Schmodown Exchange, the Finstock Exchange and the Schmodown, two people I worked with, uh, frequently there. Um, have launched a, a little trivia series of their own uh, with a lot of people from the Shmodan of make, making appearances, including myself and my mystery opponent, uh, who uh, I faced in a. Uh, well, we'll just say there's a reason there's a triple on my table, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, I just realized the triple was from before we. No one here knows that there was a triple on my table. There's a triple on my table. It made a lot of noise before we started recording. My bad. Yeah, I was able to show it. Yeah, any, at any rate, uh, yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> Benny and Moose. Benny and Moose Save America. Go check that out. And then uh, also be making a I'll be recording an appearance uh, this week for Settle the Score. I'm not sure when that's going to air, but you know all, every episode is a good episode of Settle the Score. So tune into that show as well. Awesome. How about you, Nancy? Uh, P L underscore Bandaid on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and then of course here. Yeah, that's about it for now. 
Alrighty. And Andres? Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Facebook. You can also find me on the High Voltage Media YouTube channel. We're doing a couple of reviews here and there. And also you can find uh, me and Tom doing the show that he will plug for me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. It's like wow. I've, I've done too much already. Uh, I was like, all right, great. You can promote it. I don't have to do it. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> all right. I see how it is. Okay. Um, you, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. You can find me here, of course. Oh, Jesus. You can find me here, of course, on the Film on Tap podcast. And you can find me on the show that I co-host with Andres called A Clicker and a Bloater, where we do weekly reviews of The Last of Us, the new show based on the video game that just came out on HBO that we've been loving so far so we've come out with the episode for the first episode and we'll be recording our episode for uh, episode two which just uh, aired tonight which uh, we're really looking forward to so definitely tune into that and of course tune into the next episode of film on tap in a couple weeks we hope that you watch we hope that you listen and thank you for tuning in to film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out we'll see you guys bye <laughs>